What should someone's approach to science in regards to Taira be? As in, should one try to prove things in science are true based on things in the Taira? Like the Big Bang Theory can be how Hashem created the world. Or do we dismiss science theories as just made up? In other words, the Big Bang Theory is just made up and Hashem created the world not via the Big Bang. So, great question. What's the question? That, um, we Jews have this, uh, this uh, emunah that Hashem created the world in six days, 5,783 odd years ago. And um, it was created Yeshmiain from nothing. That's it. That's the story. Science comes along and contests that theory. That, not theory, reality. And says that, nope, the world was created through a Big Bang. You know, four or five, give or take, billion years ago. And, um, yeah, that's how the world came into being. So when we hear the Big Bang Theory, it's like, oh, okay, so clearly the Big Bang Theory has enough um, clout out there. It's a very well-known theory. And, um, well, therefore we should align ourselves with that theory. How do we do that? Very simple. We look at the story of creation and we discover the story of creation is very similar to the Big Bang Theory. Because the world is chaotic and poof, Hashem makes he or by he or light, that's the Big Bang. And then when you go through different stages, right? If you ever studied some of the stuff like um, uh, what was it called? It's quite amazing, yeah, how the Earth, kind of like all the continents really fit. Like, um, you ever seen that theory? Like the bulge of Africa, and you stick inside uh, America and fits in perfect, and you put India over there and Australia over there, and you've got the whole big, the whole world like kind of like fits in the jigsaw puzzle. Yeah? I thought that's like kind of like storm or whatever. That's what? I thought that's kind of like the thing where some separated people because they were trying to rebel against them. You're saying later on stories like uh, Marble and things like that? No, it's like the reason why the continents look like they could fit together is because when Hashem separated people, they also separated their lives. Right, so, oh, by, uh, you mean uh, Miklobovl, where Hashem spread, dispersed them around, maybe dispersed the, uh, yeah, it's great, you see? So we can fit the theories very nicely, it looks very good, and uh, Gondwana land, Laurasia, and Pangea, right, they separated them in the top part and the bottom part and the continents, and everything fits perfect. Of course, there's a little problem in this, right? A little, tiny little issue. That the Torah says that, um, that uh, you've got to keep Shabbos once every seven days. And there's a halachic side to that. Every seventh day is a 24-hour period. Whereas if Hashem created the world over the course of, you know, if each day is like uh, half a billion years or so, well then you've got a problem because Shabbos would fall out once every four billion years. And the Torah says to keep Shabbos every seven days. And the Torah is really telling us that the world is seven days old. There's no question that the Torah is saying that that's a seven-day-old world. So what's the question? Now the question is they are uh, Jewish theorists, meaning Orthodox mainstream Jews, um, who have this approach that um, why not align science together with Torah, right? Now, that's, I think, the question being asked, right? Um, so what's the question here? 
the question is, when someone postulates a theory, you need to be mindful of what that theory is before you decide if to apologize for your own, um, your own way of thinking. And then you've got to see if you've got to align yourself with that way of thinking. So, you know, I, I can't forget this, uh, this meeting I once had. We were Bahram, two of us. We were traveling in, um, in uh, the Virgin Islands one summer. And the goal was to meet Jews, to find Jews, called Jew hunting. So um, we were doing, you know, outreach, summer outreach. And we ended up in a place called St. Croix, which is the middle of absolutely nowhere. And we knock on this guy's door. And, uh, you know, at that time, like, there was a secretary sitting in the front. There were no cell phones. But secretaries in the front, and you've got to go through. And we were just like, Bahram. The, the beauty of Bahram is you don't really get all the um, hierarchy of, what, of, you know, social etiquette. It doesn't really work. So we just basically walked inside. The secretary wasn't there. So we walked straight all the way through the top. Like, you know, all the secretaries in the middle were convinced that we had... Uh, authority to be there otherwise while we're just walking through we walked straight to the guy's office we heard he was a jew knocked on his door and he says who let you in but okay you're here so st- sat down with this guy the guy was a middle-aged uh, jewish gentleman and we started to converse and he sees two rabbis you know so we're talking and pretty soon in the conversation we got to the age of the universe and he said you know so um the world is like uh uh, four billion years old. At that time, it was four billion, by the way, minus about 20 years. Um, and he said, yeah, so the world's four billion years old. And I was like a young, you know, um, youthful um, soul. So I looked at him right away and I said, you know, just want to point out, that's an opinion. And uh, there's another way of looking at things, that the world's 5,700 and something years old. The guy nearly fell off his chair. He says, what? You're telling me that after all that science has discovered, there's still people who like, have this insane belief and they don't get every scientific proof that's been out there? He was such, in such a rage. You could see, like, so Jewish, by the way, because only Jews get upset like that. that he, like, he kicked us out of his office and, um, and he sent us flying, didn't want to talk to us. That was the end of that. And um, the lesson I learned was that Hey, be careful when you, when you meet a Jew. They sometimes are very, very, very into their ideas, right? So you need to come up with a little bit more of um, tact as to how you approach the situation. But in this forum, what I want to do is really discuss the issues themselves, which is, should we, should we look for a theory which would allow Judaism to fit into the scientific side of things, right? So here's what I want to explain. Number one. In as much as this guy is convinced the world's four billion years old, get this straight. How old is the world is called a scientific, what's the word? Theory, a hypothesis. What does theory mean? You're not sure whether it's true. Right. It means if science tells you that there is, there is um, this is what scientists say. They say that, what do you mean? This is a scientific fact. Right? You counter right away. Uh, hold on, sir. This cannot be a scientific fact. How would you possibly know? 
How could you say that something happened when you weren't around? Now, let's understand the difference between facts and theories, right? The Roman Empire, fact or theory? Fact. Why is that a fact? What? But you don't know you weren't there. Right. Because there's ways to prove things with evidence. You can actually show. Meaning, how do you know the Romans were there? Very simple. Right? The real reason is, how do you know the Romans were around? How, why is it a fact? There's artifacts, exactly. Number one. But more importantly, is because if enough people in the world come up with a story, right? There's a certain likelihood, there's a certain base story. Many stories can be fabricated. If you fabricate a story, at some point, the, the fib will come out. It'll be proven to be a lie. Because people are going to come up with different varying versions of the story, right? So, yes, not every detail of the Roman Empire is necessarily accurate. But the existence of a Roman Empire is factual, simple, because we were there. Enough people came from history to now. And you look around, you'll see it's proof, yes? I'm saying like this, um, right, I went to school in a place called, it was called Hillel School when I was a kid, right? Hillel School doesn't exist anymore. It was a co-ed school um, in a place called Benoni, right, in the middle of South Africa, in the middle of nowhere. Now, now they made like some kind of group getting together describing what happened and who was, what was going on in Hillel School, right? So, how do I know if that's true or not? What happened 30 years ago? The answer is? I was there. What if I'm here and my children are talking about that school? What? They heard it from me, right? And there's enough of a, of a, of a, of a, a history surrounding it, going around from different people who have the same story, different angles, to prove the truth, the veracity of what, of the facts, right? That's how you know something. So if you go back in history to the Roman Empire, that's how you know the Roman Empire. Let's face this one. You cannot go back in history to the Big Bang, right? Because there is no one who was there to say how it was created, yes? But I thought that Hashem created worlds before our world to test out, so how do we know that it actually didn't happen? Hold on, I'm talking about one simple question right now. The question is whether you need to accept the Big Bang and then prove that the Torah fits into that, right? That's the question. We'll get to that afterwards, right? So here's the question. Can anyone say there was a Big Bang? Or let's talk about age of the universe. How do they know the world is four or five or three billion years old? What's the answer? How do they test it? Do you know how they test it? What? Right, you know what carbon dating is? What? Right. So you'll take, let's say, uh, a certain fossil you'll find underground, and you'll date how old it is given certain factors, right? And you can tell how old it is, right? But here's the question: How do you know, like, how long it takes to count how old that fossil is? In other words. What you do is, you have a recording period of time. So you're going to record what fossils do and how they change over a period of 
How old is science? How long ago was Isaac Newton? 400 years, right? Approximately, 1600. So in the last 400 years, they've been recording science. So what you can do is you can say, the last 400 years of recorded science, this is what fossils do. Therefore, must be that the 400 years before that, it was doing such and such, like a tree. If you see the circles of a tree, you can tell the age of the tree, right? So if in the last 400 years, it's moved 400 circles, you now know that every year is one circle. So if you see 1,000 circles, it must be 1,000 years old. If you see 100,000 circles, that tree is 100,000 years old. Is that true? No. It's a theory. Your theory is, if in the last 100 years it moved one circle a year, then must be that one circle is a year. That's true, assuming the 100 years before that were the same range, the same uh, ratio. Follow? So, how do you know how old the universe is? You don't. You have a small way of counting a few hundred years that you've been counting, a few hundred years, and based on those few hundred recorded years, you say this change happens over the course of a few hundred years, must be that, oh, oh, and that goes all the way back, right? In other words, it's all a theory. It looks like it. Does anyone know that the continents were once one piece together? What? No, they don't. Nobody knows that. Do you know why? What? You know? Right. We learned this, of course, as facts, right? Sorry for knocking out whatever you learned in science. Earth science, what did you learn there? They don't know that. Ask the teacher who taught that if she was there. <laughs> what? <laughs> they were separated. You know what the problem is? The problem is, she could prove that they look like they were together. That I agree. It's a fact, right? There's a bulge of West Africa, and there's a little dent by Central America. But that they were together, just because it looks like they were together, doesn't mean they were together. You have what's called a theory. Nothing less than a, nothing more than a theory, yes. So how do we know how much? What? How do we know how the, the world is? Yeah. You want to know the truth? Yeah. What? How do we know how the world is? What's the answer? You want to know a simple answer? A simple answer? How old are you? How do you know? No, you, not 5,000. How old are you? You're about 16. Okay, how do you know? Some of us are 17. Okay, so you don't know. Now, nowadays, you have birth certificates, people are counting. And, um, you know, so there's a birth certificate. Your elder Bobby did not know how old she was, necessarily. She knew sometimes approximately how old she was, right? Because if by the time she was 16, like, if someone went through the Holocaust when they were 16, they know they're about 16. They look about 16. But you don't know if you're maybe 17, right? You don't know. So in order to know, you don't know. Nobody here knows. Sorry, guys. You know. Hold on, Rega. What you know is that your parents told you that that's when you were born. And you certainly look like you're that age. So approximately. And you figure out based on that, okay, that's that. Now, 
one of my kids was born and there was an argument when, when, when he was born. Because I'm telling you he was born the day before. It was in the, in the non-Jewish dates. Because I watched it. He was born 1159. But they wrote 1202. They were wrong. I'm like, okay, whatever, who cares? You know, wrong date. It's the wrong date. Also, to change the clock, by the way, daylight savings. He's suddenly born like a day earlier, day later, just because you changed the clock. Anyway, but um, how do you know how old you are? Because your parents, who you hopefully believe, gave you that information. How do you know how old they are? Go back a little bit. How old are their parents? And their parents? And their parents? How do we know how old the universe is? It's a bit of a simplistic answer. You know what the answer is? We've been counting. That's how, how we know. What? How do I know the world is 5,783 years old? It's very simple. Let me tell you how. We have this book. It's called the Torah. And the Torah does a lot of counting for a very good reason. It wants you to know. So if you trust your parents, you trust the Torah, right? Now it's very simple. When you go back into the Torah, right, we know Matan Torah was in the year 3338, uh, 2448. What? It says the year 3338. No, it's very simple how to know, right? There's a history going on of counting. Now, when, how do we know when the Torah was given? Yeah, it says 2448. It says it in the... In the no, I don't remember seeing I'll tell you how you know it, right? Because yeah. Adam was 930 when he died, right? He was 130 when Shakes was born, right? Trace all the years and you'll see that the Mabul happened by simple tracing of years in the year 1656, right? From creation. Add to that Noach's life, add to that Avram. Avram was born what year? 1948, right? Work from that and you go, Yitzchak was born when he was 100 years old. And after that, it was 430 years till they got out of Mitzrayim. What? How do we know Adam counted the, the days like... Oh, so you want to have a simple thing. You're going to say, when the Torah says something, it doesn't mean what it says. No, 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 no. Except it, that... It says that Adam... I'll tell you how you know. I'll tell you how you know. You know because there's a Jewish halacha which says to keep Shabbos. And the way Shabbos came about was when God told us how he created the world. And so he told us that creation was six days. Okay. And then the seventh day is Shabbos. And then Adam was created on day six. That's what it says in the Torah. And then we were just counting. So we know, we, we kept on counting. The same count we're doing now, we kept on counting. It's such a simplistic answer. We know because we all together, the Jewish people, have been counting since that moment Hashem created the world. Now the question is, what you want to prove is, what about those six periods of time? Are they six days or are they six periods of time? Before you apologize for Judaism, ask the other guy, ask your science teacher, if she knows for a fact that there was a Big Bang. Or if she knows for a fact that there was a, a uh, separation, you know, the continents got together. Ask her if she knows for a fact there were dinosaurs. I, I'm not saying there's a problem with having dinosaurs. I have no problem. I'm just saying the dinosaurs is a theory. Why is it a theory? Fossils. We learned about the fossils. Okay. Want to talk about dinosaurs? What? Ask your science teacher yeah, the following question. Fossils. If anyone no, ever found a full dinosaur, <laughs> Nobody found them. What they exactly? There are missing links. There are missing links. So you find a big bone, 
it looks like that big bone is the spine of a huge animal. It looks like it, it seems like it, and so we have a theory called dinosaurs. Again, I'm not opposed to dinosaurs. Maybe they were there and they died in the marble, maybe. But before I have to counter your argument, you've got to come back to me and say, are you talking about fact or theory? It's not a fact. The Roman Empire, fact. Dinosaurs, theory. Again, again, one second, one second. Hold on, hold on. I don't mind if there were dinosaurs. I'm not opposed to dinosaurs, right? Not, not from a giraffe, it could be something different. Giraffe can't be that big, but I'll tell you what it could be. What it could be is, how big, how big was Adam Arishan? How tall was he? He was the whole length of the world, and then he was, after Chet Etzadas, he was 100 Amnes. So, how much would his bone be? Oh, so the, core, the earth is him? Hold on, hold on. Again, let's just, let's just, yeah, so a hundred lamas big. They folded him They folded him in three. Yeah, a hundred. Yeah, they could also either fold or make a hundred lamas. A hundred lamas is not that much. A hundred lamas is 30, is uh, an am, what? Okay. It's not crazy. Pretty big. Yeah. In the ground. Okay, here's the point we're getting at, right? The Big Bang Theory, the Big Bang Theory is nothing more than a theory. And so, before you come and apologize and say, I want to prove, it's very, it is very cool, by the way, right? What that guy does in his book, okay, his name is Gerald Schroeder. You read his book, it's really, really cool. He shows you how the six days of creation correspond to six periods of, of um, of like what they say, you know, the, the different ages, ice age, the dark age, all the different ages, and how the world's made. Yeah? People say that, a lot of people, I heard that people say that it's not necessarily a day, because Hashem doesn't conceive time the way we do. Right. So it could be millions of years, but for him it's a day. Right, or that's billions of years, that's yeah. what they're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, what I'm saying is the one, one simple question, right? Yeah. Yeah. That before you have that point to say, you yeah, need to know why are you answering the question, right? If a guy's coming to you with a fact, you have to explain a fact. If a guy says, I, w- I saw the Roman Empire, so you have to respond to that. If a guy comes along and says, I have a theory, that there's such a thing called Big Ben, why would you change your understanding of something for his theory? Question one. Question two is, what does it mean when it says in Torah, that every sixth day, every seventh day, you keep Shabbos? Not every seven billion years, every seventh day. What does it say? So that right negates that fact yes what Hashem's perception of a day is 24 hours because if we're trying to get apologetic Judaism we have to respond because people say what you're, you live in the Stone Age? You actually believe the world's 5,793 years? Are you crazy? But if we're going by the Torah, then we don't believe that. So. Exactly the point. When you go by the Torah, you always counter to the other person. My answer to how, how I know the world is, or how old the world is, Torah is not a theory. There are no theories here. How do we know the Torah is real, right? Just as a simple thing. How do you, maybe the Torah is not real. If the Roman Empire is real, the Torah is real. There is no way in the world 
that you would get all the Jews in the world to agree on the same agreement of Torah. It's impossible that all Jews in the world would accept the same Torah. We argue about everything. How could it possibly be we would agree on the Torah? The reason would be very simple. How? If it is not a theory, it's a fact. So look at the way we operate. We operate based on, okay, we know that the world is 5,783 years old. Any, no, no less than you are 16 years old. Because that's, go back in history, you'll see it. It's actually made that way. So once you accept that, now you counter to the other person. You say, listen, I'm ready to respond to you. I'm ready to answer any questions you may have. As long as you come to me with facts. I will counter any facts, but I'm not countering your theory. Just because you feel like it. Now take a look at some of the scientific facts. Again, dinosaurs, they never discovered a missing link. I know you can go to a dinosaur museum, and you can actually see, you know, like, what they call them, the... What? No, what's that museum called? In the, 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 the no, museum of natural, natural right? Natural, natural science museum. So you go there, and it's like it's it's so imposing. It's such an amazing thing, because you see, like they look. So, there's a museum about it. So if it's a museum, which has it's cost you hundreds of millions of dollars, it must be that it's a fact, right? No, it doesn't mean anything. So they made a face. They made the dinosaur's face, or is that like a thing? Like you found the How do they know the dinosaur was green? Well, that's the outside. Where's the dinosaur called? It's the color. Okay. Get this straight. Nobody ever found any color of any dinosaur. That's obvious. What? When a person dies, you don't see their skin. What they do is they find they find bones. They find bones, and there's a theory that's put out. The theory says this bone looks like it is the spine of an animal. You find another bone, that bone looks like it's his feet. Put a bunch of them together and now you have yourself an amazing theory of a dinosaur which you discovered on Mount Ararat or whatever. Like, oh, wow. Now you have yourself a, a theory which everyone accepts, right? And it looks incredible. Now I want you to understand one point about science. Science has an agenda. Same way as the news has an agenda. Science has an agenda. It's got a goal. It looks like it's, it looks like science is absolute truth, right? Science appears to be, what it spells out is, oh, what am I? I'm the truth, right? Like we are completely not biased. Here's the news. The news is never the news. It's an agenda. It's an angle someone has on a story. And he's sharing with you only one angle of the story. What are reporters? They're not reporting on something that happened. They are people with an agenda to prove something to you. So are scientists. What do they want to prove? A scientist wants to make this physical earth stronger. Because if you live on earth and you don't have ruchnia, spirituality in your life, you need to know that this earth is very strong. Now you know that you as a human being are very weak because you live 70, 80, 120 years, and that's it. That's what humans get. And so you at least want to know that the world which you live in is strong. So, okay, so physicality, materialism is powerful. If I can find these huge, giant, mammoth animals, so then I get to feel, ah, so the animals are powerful, so this earth is powerful. 
And therefore, it's worthwhile, that's the agenda, it's worthwhile investing in planet Earth. What should you invest in? Make money, build a giant, beautiful mansion, and uh, get another one in Florida and another one in Rojavia, and go on every vacation and make yourself feel that your physic physicality is powerful. It's the most ridiculous thing you could ever do. Because, I mean, if your whole life is saved for retirement, first of all, who knows if you ever retire? Second of all, how long do you think retirement is? Like, why would you live for little retirement over there? And you're just a little human being. When you accept the, the fallibility, the nothingness of a human being, and you start realizing that the physical world ain't nothing, and you start connecting with spirituality, then you discover that the power of the physical world, and it's indeed super powerful, is not because of its own power, it's because Hashem imbued it with a power. That's what, the, that's what Judaism is trying to say, right? What Judaism is saying is, there's a God, God created the world, and God wants people on planet Earth to do mitzvahs, and He gave you that power when you do mitzvahs. So, it's not a theory over here, we're not having a fight over a theory. They're saying the world's created with a big bang. And we're saying the world's created with a creator. It's a whole different agenda as to what we're trying to achieve. When you get into a big bang, it makes it that the world is powerful, right? Because there's all these powerful forces. The very fact you can say the world is 4 billion years old. What's the difference if you say the world's 4 billion years old or 5,783 years old? You know what the difference is? How important, how much should you invest in this Gashmiyastika world, in the physical world? Because if the world's 4 billion years old, that's a long time. You know that your 70 years, right, is like a small little nothing, and then you're like a blink of an eye. In what? Compared to 100 years, a century, a millennium, a million years, a billion years, oh, there's a few billion years, and nowadays we can get to 13 billion years old. When Terry tells you the world's 5,783 years old, do you know how fast that goes? The whole thing. Like nothing. Yes. A thousand years like one day. It's like, wow. So this world is just so... Um, it's, it, it's not real. It has no power. It's so vulnerable. And you realize how unimportant the world is. Then you say, oh that Hashem decided to give His Torah on this planet Earth. So you realize nothing you do in life is important, but when you attach yourself to Torah, now you're bound to some truth. When you believe in dinosaurs and a Big Bang and the universe getting together and the, the, the planets developing and everything that happened over there, what you're doing is increasing and enhancing the power of materialism. When you believe, when you count the existence of the world, it's 57, 83 years old, and you get to a realization of Torah, and you see it's not a theory, it's a fact, as opposed to recountering theories, you start realizing that the only thing worthwhile investing in is, oh, this world's very, very important, super important. What's the power of this world? It's divine power. Yes? Um, I'm just confused, because you're saying that science doesn't go according to only facts. One second. It's a scientific fact that... Neil Armstrong walked on the moon. That's a fact. But it, happened. it happened. You know how you know it happened? You were watching. Some people said... You could watch it. What? Now, some people say it's not true. It was all fake. It was all, you know. Okay. 
Now you're trying to argue with whether, are, are they staging it? Maybe they didn't actually walk on the moon. Fine. If you look carefully, you'll so be able to prove it. put down the flag. Because how is that possible? Good question. But it's a present, it's a, you see the difference? That's a present story. That's something that's happening now. Does science have the power to create telephones? Meaning that I can actually go talk to someone, like open my phone and go whip and talk to someone in Eretz Yisrael in real time and see them. Oh yes, it can. Science can do that. Those are not theories. Those are facts. Do you see the difference between that and dinosaurs? One is, of course science has power. No one's taking away from the power of what science can do. Science is incredible. If you put electricity, it wasn't, this, it wasn't there before. Wi-Fi, internet, it wasn't, it wasn't there. It was discovered, now you can use it. But all these ideas about, about the age of the universe and Big Bang and history are all theory, yes. But science isn't basing those theories off of opinion or agenda. Science is basing it off of an ability to, to test over the course of a hundred years and to theorize that the same thing happened uh, before. If it happened this over a hundred years, must be over a thousand years, will be that amount, that ratio, and therefore over a million and a billion years that. Except for one thing. That assumes that all the, the, um, the variables were the same. But there was a mabul, there was a flood that could have changed everything. Hashem could have made things designed a certain way. Hashem could have made it look like America and, and Africa can fit together. He could have made it that way. And you can't tell whether it would have been different. So the answer to the question is, answer facts. Don't answer theories. If someone gives you a theory, you say, okay, when you present me with a fact, I'm ready to counter it. Until such time, I remain steadfast with Hashem created the world in six 24-hour periods, and then he made a Shabbos. And that was done 5,783 years ago. How do I know? We've been counting. I belong to a Messiah of counting, not theory, fact. <laughs>